It's time for Defending and Commending the Faith with Joe Mott, inviting the atheist, agnostic, and skeptic to examine for themselves the evidence for the Christian faith. We are all limited by what we do not know and by the things we think we know but are not true. Dr. Joe Mott earned his Ph.D. at LSU and was a distinguished math professor at Florida State University for 38 years, helping to write three math textbooks and authoring over 30 research articles in math. He is now the host of this radio program, Defending and Commending the Faith. Here is Joe Mott. I'm Joe Mott. Thank you for joining the program. For the last three episodes of this program, I have discussed the origin of life, the information in the DNA molecule, and the evidence it gives to design. In the last episode, I began to focus on the teleological slash design argument. So today, I return to that topic. I have given a design argument in episode 61 entitled Critique of Dawkins' book, The God Delusion, Part 2. In episode 72, entitled The Implications of a Universe with No God, Part 2. And in episode 106, entitled Is Belief in God Reasonable, Part 4. In episode 72 and 106, I discuss four modes of explanation of the fine-tuning of the physical constants in the universe, design, chance, the result of natural law, often called physical necessity, and natural selection. In these episodes, I eliminated chance, necessity, and natural selection, leaving only design. In episode 61, I said the typical design argument for the existence of God goes something like this. One, every design has a designer. Two, the universe manifests design. Three, therefore the universe has a designer. Premise one seems obvious because we don't need to search hard for examples of design. Among the countless things people design are homes, buildings, bridges, factories, automobiles, engines, planes, watches, computers, cameras, paintings, sculptures, laws, and clothes. Everything people make is designed. We know a building requires a builder. A painting needs a painter. A law suggests a lawgiver. Everything that begins to exist has a cause, etc. I will show that everything that is complex, conveys information, and has a purpose is designed. Design arguments usually differ in the evidence given to support premise two. William Paley used the complexity of a watch in his argument in Natural Theology in 1802. Paley thought that any rational observer would conclude that an intelligent agent had fashioned the watch. He argued, quotes, every indication of contrivance 
every manifestation of design which existed in the watch exists in the works of nature. End quote. Paley was using an analogy to draw the conclusion that God was the designer of the universe. The current version of the design argument for God uses the fine-tuning of the initial conditions for the universe from the beginning of time to support premise two. Fine-tuning in physics refers to the discovery that many physical constants and the initial conditions of the universe fall within the extremely narrow and improbable ranges that turn out to be absolutely necessary for complex forms of life or even complex chemistry to exist. Physicists now refer to the fortuitous values of these constants as anthropic coincidences from the Greek word anthropos, meaning man or human being. And the fortunate convergent of all these coincidences as the anthropic fine-tuning of the universe. If any one of these constants were altered ever so slightly, complex chemistry and life simply would not exist. I call these constants anthropic assurances. In the last episode, I said if the 13-letter message John loves Mary is meaningful and implies an intelligent author, then the 3.1 billion-letter message of DNA, which gives instructions on how to build proteins and organs in the body, etc., is dramatically more meaningful and also implies a tremendously super-intelligent author. We may not know the name of the author, but we know he is intelligent and has a will because he decided when to write the message. Theists, like William Paley, see design in the universe. Charles Darwin, on the other hand, claimed natural selection produced apparent design and that theists were mistaken about their being true design. Richard Dawkins, a staunch advocate of Darwinism, began his book, The Blind Watchmaker, with the statement, Biology is the study of complicated things that give the appearance of having been designed for a purpose. Richard Dawkins' book, The God Delusion, is an attempt to refute the typical design argument. It boils down to the central argument in chapter 4 of his book. I have criticized that argument in episodes 60 through 62 of this program. I will not rehash that now. If you desire more, I recommend you consult those episodes. Entitled, Critique of Dawkins' Book, The God Delusion. Other statements, similar to those of Darwin and Dawkins, are proclaimed throughout the evolutionary biological literature. For example, in the book, What Mad Pursuit, Francis Crick, Nobel laureate, 
and co-discoverer of the structure of DNA, writes, Biologists must constantly keep in mind that what we see was not designed, but rather evolved. I'm not sure that Darwin ever attempted to offer any evidence for natural selection. My response is that even if he did, it arrived on the scene too late to be responsible for the fine-tuning of the initial conditions and the narrow range for the physical constants at the beginning of the universe. If anyone makes a truth claim and does not offer supporting evidence for that claim, then it is reduced to a mere opinion. Opinions are like noses. Everybody has one. But we are in a situation where we can't rely on opinions. We need a basis to distinguish design from appearance of design. William Dembski offers such a basis. The mathematician and philosopher with two PhDs, William Dembski, in his book, The Design Inference, published in 1998, lays out a groundbreaking empirical strategy for detecting design in nature. He makes use of an explanatory filter that strains out chance and necessity and checks for the marks of complexity and specificity. An event or an object may be reckoned as the result of an intelligent cause as opposed to a non-intelligent cause or a material cause, if it exhibits both these factors. Dembski defines five terms. One, complexity, that is, events of low probability. Two, specification, events that follow a previously determined pattern. Three, chance applies to any event with intermediate or low probability, but for which no specification exists. Four, regularity is equivalent to high probability. That is, an event that will almost always happen. And five, Design is the category that is defined by the elimination of regularity and chance. Specification needs further description. Dembski illustrates its meaning contrasting specifications which allow us to reject chance explanations by contrasting them to fabrications which do not. Here is his illustration. An archer is asked to shoot 100 arrows at a target. For an archer to hit 100 bullseyes at targets already on the barn wall is not chance. And we would conclude that the archer had great skill. If, on the other hand, the pattern of 100 bullseyes was obtained by the archer shooting the arrows first and then drawing targets around them, we would draw a different conclusion. 
Why? Because such a scenario is a subterfuge giving the appearance of skill. The pattern of 100 bullseyes looked the same in both scenarios, but in the first case we have specified in advance certain characteristics, like the targets being on the wall before the arrows were shot. We can eliminate chance in the first scenario and attribute the performance as skill, but we cannot come to the same conclusion in the second scenario. The two attributes of complexity and specification reveal the presence of design in an event. Design then becomes an event with both low probability and an independently given pattern. Another way to describe Dembski's design inference is that complexity excludes high and intermediate probability events and specification excludes chance events and regularity comprises events marked by high probability. For the design inference is a deductive argument which can lead to the recognition of complexity and specification and hence to design for a particular event. Since the three categories, regularity, chance, and design, cover all events, then design is established by elimination of the other two categories. Thus, design is the set theoretical complement of regularity and chance. From this deductive argument, Dembski applies what he calls his explanatory filter to determine design. The explanatory filter is a process with three decision nodes. In node one, if an event is deemed to have high probability, it is classified as due to regularity. In node two, if an event has intermediate probability, it is classified as due to chance. In node three, if an event has low probability, complexity that is, and also conforms to a pattern, specification that is, then it is classified as design. If on the other hand, the event has low probability and is unspecified, it is classified as chance. We can apply Dembski's explanatory filter to fine-tuning or information in DNA to conclude that they are by design. I end this episode by reminding you to exercise daily. Walk with God. Thank you for listening to Defending and Commending the Faith with Joe Mott, a production of Wave 94 Radio in Tallahassee, Florida. If you have any questions or comments for Joe, please forward them to Doug Apple at Wave 94 at this email address, dougapple at wave94.com. And be sure to join us every Monday evening at 6.45 p.m. on Wave 94 and subscribe through your favorite podcast app, Defending and Commending the Faith, with Joe Mott.